Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Edge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. What's up? And Control Freak. Howdy, folks. And Twilight. Hello, even here. And Podcat. Hmm. And we're here to talk about games and stuff, and we're just going to jump right into it today with no witty banter because we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Are you sure about that? Uh, I mean, technically. Um, about the smallest things for hours. I'm sure you'll do fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start us off here this week because I haven't been playing anything new. I've been playing Halo, but uh, we have some new Halo news. I don't know why I went Jeff Goldblum there. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, so. 343 finally released their their year-end update they've been teasing. You know, they've been radio silent for so long. And they finally released their big update, which, I will be honest, most of it is art-related. Not so much gameplay-related. At least not from what I've seen. I'm going to be doing a deeper dive on it. But just from the parts I've read... Uh, they did address Craig in the update. Um, and they said that the facial animations weren't finished <laughs> for that demo. Look, and... just because Craig was having a bad day at work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The whole facial animation thing reminds me of Spider-Man's Puddlegate. Wait, what? I said the, the facial thing reminds no, me. I, I heard what you said. I don't know what Puddlegate is. When Spider-Man PS4 had its debut trailer, uh, it was, you know, awesome and amazing. And then later on, they, they closer to release, they showed it off again. And, like, people were flipping out that it was downgraded graphically because hmm. there were missing puddles in a certain oh. scene. And, like, it got to the point where Digital Foundry did an analysis of both, and it's like, no, this really is just a a nothing issue where it looks like they just changed the art. And in so many instances, the game looked better. Yeah. And it turned out to be a nothing thing, but the internet flipped out about it. I feel the same way with the facial animation thing. It wasn't that bad. No. I mean, the texturing was kind of bad. I guess, like the facial it, texturing wasn't great, but it was also an early build, and we knew that. Yeah. Why didn't you put um, out solid gold at the start, you fucks? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like people who join early access and they're like, "This thing's buggy." Yeah. Like, yes, that is the point. Um, I bought this game as an alpha build, and I'm very disappointed in it. But yeah, they showed off some concept images, which the map that they showed off the concept for looks really good. Uh, you can also see pickups in the concept for both uh, cloaking, I believe, and the grapple hook. So that's confirmed. They showed off a bunch of armor customization, which the armor looks really good. Like the renders that they showed look really good. Including cool. the skin you get for 152. 
Um, Which means he's going to be playing Halo for the next month and a half. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be much longer than that. It's going to take me fucking six months to get to 152. And that's if I play nothing but Halo and don't, and like, don't play Cyberpunk or literally anything else. So, if you just do what you usually do. Yeah. Play Cyberpunk or anything else for two or three streams and then go back to Halo. Well, I have a schedule for it. I'm going to be doing two on Halo, two on Cyberpunk, two on Halo, two on Cyberpunk. That That's my plan. I give that about one cycle before you forget Cyberpunk altogether. Fight me, Twy. Anytime. Alright, children. Anyway. Uh, the graphical complainers, though, who did not like the look of the internal structure of Zeta Halo are not going to be pleased because the hexagons return. Not but, the hexagons. Yeah, I know. Not the internal ring structure of an actually really old Halo ring, like the oldest ring in the Halo array. No, not that. Anything but that. Pretty I, much people don't like blocks. Yeah. But everything else looks great, so those people can shove it. And this isn't me being a 343 apologist. This took way too long to fucking show us. No, this is you being a uh, Halo fanboy. Okay, that one I'll give you. Hmm. But we did get concept images for the new, the new quote-unquote rocket launcher. Which is just the correct rocket launcher again. Uh, the new sniper rifle. And yeah. Uh... We got a release date as well. Also confirmation that they will be doing beta testing. Probably over most of next year. Um, in their final remarks in the post. Uh, insider flighting later next year. And then they're going to ship in fall 2021. So unfortunately my predictions were wrong. Yeah. It is a full year delay. Just about. Which is pretty but, heavy. Yeah, which definitely means there was way more wrong with this game than we anticipated. Yeah, it's like I they're definitely doing more work than just here's the texture pack for next gen. Yeah, they're definitely yeah, they're definitely doing way more work than just polishing the game. I wanna say I um I uh was watching some interviews with Phil Spencer over the years, mm -hmm. uh, the current head of Xbox. And um, man, I'm glad that dude is the current head of Xbox. Yeah, he seems to be doing things right. Yeah, he's uh, he's actually been with Microsoft his entire career since like 1988. Damn. Damn. Yeah. But, uh, but I think he's handling everything well, and with this being under his purview, I guess that there's a Wait, reason. Wait, 1988? Yeah. Fuck. So he's been working yeah. for them almost longer than I've been alive? Pretty much. Jesus. 
actually longer because he started in April. I was born in 86, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the guy's real cool. You know, you see, you see corporate heads and stuff. And, and whenever he's on stage, he's doing his corporate shtick. But, uh, it, you can catch him in these candid moments, and he's just a real down to earth dude who likes gaming. Yeah. And, and, and there's there's only been three people with Microsoft that I've really like thought were great. That that's Peter Moore, who's the dude that did the tattoo thing, and Seamus Blackley, who invent is like the co creator of Xbox itself. And uh, you want to see somebody who's candid? Seamus Blackley doesn't give a fuck. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, Phil is definitely up there. Well. The, the cool thing is, so I, I don't remember if you remember me talking about this, but they brought on Joseph Staten yeah. onto the team as the creative director who was uh, part of the team who made literally all of the other Halo games. Yeah. Back from the Transporter movies? Oh, God. <laughs> um, But he's back now, and basically... The update starts off with him giving a little blurb about it. And, you know, he says in the updates, like, we pushed really hard through the fall. We're going to take some time to recharge and then finish the game at a healthy pace. So if this is pushing hard and giving us this update now and this is like the hard put, this is this is not a the game is was ready to release update. This is we rebuilt things from scratch. Like something was inherently broken. Their souls? Yeah, probably. But, yeah. Also, the post kind of confirms that the ring will be... uh, The campaign will at least be kind of open world. Which we kind of knew already, but... This little blurb kind of seals it. Can you say uh, kind do I of at least two more times? Kind this of, kind of. That. Thank you. <laughs> uh, do I explore off the golden path? Assault that banished warbath. Uh, warbath. <laughs> Warbase guarding the valley pass. Follow a flight of forerunner sentinels into that unexpected cavern. Rescue a squad of marines dug in and desperate halfway up the mountain. Or do I keep pulling the mainline story thread that feels epic and intimate at the same exact time. So there's definitely some side questing that's going to be happening in this game. Well, yeah, they, um, they've said repeatedly that yeah, I know the, uh, the, okay. I mean, they've said repeatedly that there's going to be side objectives in the game. Well, no, I'm saying like, that the the entire point like what they're trying to do is recapture that moment in the first halo where when you start you see the ring and it feels like like you just have so much to explore Mm -hmm. and it it captures that imagination and they wanted to fully realize that so like they've been dropping to open world this time yeah but now this is kind of a a soft confirmation of it 
I would say. They want to follow but... through on the lie that they fed us in Halo 1. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so... We got that. They also confirmed that, yes, there will be premium cosmetics, which we knew. But there's also going to be plenty you can unlock through challenges and skill events and that kind of stuff. So, I think there'll be a healthy balance of unlockables. Yeah. But, anyway, that gotta, that's gotta my Gotta make stick. your Master Chief look pretty. Yeah. They aren't getting rid of the armor coatings either to go back to the old system. They're like, no, no, armor coatings are here to stay. Like, that's fair. So I can make them look I'm not like really a hot rod? <laughs> I'm not really upset about them, so I guess it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, who wants to go next, though? Go ahead, Control. Talking, we're talking in terms of games. So I haven't been playing AAA titles. Like, I, I have been on a kick of just, like, random bs games don't know why i think it's just because they're short sweet to the point i can play them for like a couple hours and be done with it but started off we'll go with the game that honestly did not grab me i got it for free from humble bundle townsman it's basically did we, hmm? did we talk about townsman last week did we have I had? Townsman we mentioned for that humble long? bundle stuff last week. I don't think Townsman was one of them because I've only got uh, two, maybe. Well, we didn't talk about playing it. We just talked about that it was available in the humble bundle. I think I played this during this past week, though. I don't know. I mean, long Either story way. short, it's basically simplified Age of Empires but less focus on like combat and it's almost a pure focus on town management sim city but in the middle ages hmm. i hmm. put about an hour into it it's not bad i do feel that some points you get hamstrung very quickly by lack of resources at some intervals like oh yeah you're out of money well the only way to get money is through taxes but you have to pay your own taxes as a kingdom, so you're not getting much from that or from the trader. And the thing you're trying to buy costs a shit ton. So you're just sitting there with this half-built plot for like two seasons while you're trying to make this money. If you yeah. enjoy city builders, it's pretty good. It's, it's actually not that bad. It's fairly forgiving. It's not like, oh, hey, you're out of money. Your town is now destitute. Game over. So that's a... I don't even call it a silver lining. That is a good point of the game. Yeah. So the the over-under, you know, I'd give it like a 6 or a 7 out of 10. Had fun with yeah, it. I, I wouldn't put too much time into it, though. Art style looks mm, nice. With city. Oh, go ahead. No, that was all I was going to say. It's just the art style looks nice. Yeah, it's, I, it is I have a problem. colorful. I have a problem have a with problem city builders. I, I, ah. um, like I, I like them in theory, but I can't, I can't play SimCity or uh, Age of Empires without cheating. 
just because of resource management. Yeah. Well, SimCity is one of those ones where, like I said, if you run out of money, you're fucked. Like, oh, you can't build anything. You can't get more revenue. You're screwed because of what you were trying to build. And Age of Empires, you're dealing with, oh, hey, you're under attack by the brigands and they just killed your last guard and you're currently trying to train up a new one. Um, This one, I, I haven't played long enough to be like attacked by anything. But one of the big things that they kind of talk about with it is like seasonal events. So if it's winter time, aside from the fact that your farms can't produce anything that grows out of the ground because it's cold, um, you could actually get things like snowstorms. It doesn't outright kill things or destroy things, but traders won't show up. Um, But on the other hand, avalanches can happen and that'll destroy part of your town. And apparently there's like different seasonal things that can happen. Uh, You can have thunderstorms that strike lightning and set shit on fire. Uh, As I said, though, I haven't played too much of it, so I haven't gotten to that point of the game. But it's fun. Thumbs up. If you like City Builders, I would suggest giving it a try at the very least. I don't think it's that expensive. It's only like 20 bucks. Yeah. And, I mean, if you if you like playing story stuff, the tutorial is fairly hand-holdy at first. I did like two or three of the campaign that they have for it, and the first one's literally like, how do you build stuff? And honestly, that was kind of useful because I tried to just jump into a map and I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. Probably not the best way to go about playing video games. Ah, screw tutorials. Screw understanding what I'm doing. But uh, to follow... What? Oh, I was just going to... If you've... uh, If you made the mistake of playing, you know, a few Nintendo titles before you hop into any (laughs) game, you might... Did I just lose all you guys? Yeah, I did. Oh, what's that? You lost the instruction book? Oh, yes, you did. This is why we can't have nice things, because such stuff breaks. Yep. Are we back? Yeah, you're back now. Okay, where'd you lose us? Uh, Light had just started talking. Oh, I was just saying modern Nintendo games are too handholdy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then everything after that I did not hear. Well, and that's kind of funny because old school Nintendo was the exact opposite. I was like, all right, you yeah, plugged the game in. Good luck. Yep. I saw, oh shit, what was it? Star Tropics, where if you lost the instruction booklet, you couldn't beat the game. Oh, God. That, oh, that made me mad. Oh, that kind of reminds me, though, of uh, Metal Gear, though. Yeah, for Meryl's like, code it, on the back, of the, the back of the box. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so, exactly what it is. There's a password in the booklet. I know. As part of a letter. And it's like, oh, yeah, you have to dip it in water in order to be able to read it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Me sitting there 10 years old trying to figure out how to beat Star Tropics. Bitches. <laughs> uh, that Metal Gear one, man. The Merrill's Code. They're like, wasn't it on the back of the CD case? And they just keep saying that over and over again. And I just remember being like, 
but I don't know how to flip this fucking disc around because you're <laughs> holding a, a disc in the like as part of your items. Oh, oh. <laughs> See, and if they had done something like that, where it was actually like on an item in the game, I'd have been cool with it. I that would have been really well done. Instead, it's no, it's on the back of the goddamn game box. Fuck you guys. What if you rented well, I, it? You don't even have the game box then. Yeah, they just give you like the discount game box. It's like, oh, I guess I, I guess I don't get to play this. Yeah, here's this anymore. old school crystal case. Or uh. it, or if you uh had the game via like digital download. Well, no, for when they got to the digital download age, they actually did have an in-game thing that told you oh did they yeah yeah when when the game went digital like pure digital for download yeah they they did actually add in that you could get the codec that way uh um, oh, that that they have a digital manual good. with the picture yeah but the I, yeah the original i did one, not know that yeah the original one yeah you got you were basically screwed um but no next game on what i've played for new stuff turmoil which is a game about the oil rush. Ooh. It's it's super simplistic. It's all 2D. Um, pretty much you put a bid down on a plot of land on a map. There are three... I think they're NPCs. I don't think there's a multiplayer for this game. Um, but like you can try and outbid people for specific land or whatever. Uh, and then you go on to your excursion for finding oil. And you have to buy like you have to buy dowsers to try and find where the oil reserves are. Then you buy the oil tower and drill down pipes. Um, and the whole idea is on the left and right hand side of the map are two companies that are willing to buy your oil. And the prices for them go up and down as you're going through the stage. And it's like, oh yeah, you have X number of months on this plot of land to get as much oil as you can and get it sold off. So any extra oil you have, you don't get money from. And if you spill oil, you have to pay a fine. Literally, the, the premise is try and get as much money as you can through each of the stages so you can buy new upgrades. Bigger pipes, faster pumps, bigger horses, bigger carriages to carry more oil, uh, bigger, bigger oil reserve wells, stuff like that. Um, it's a fun little game. I, I put in like two hours in one sitting just because I was having fun with it. Um, stupid straightforward. And I need to play some more because I was having fun with it. I actually had one round where I think I ended up getting like, I think I got $30,000 in one round once because I got lucky and just found this gigantic oil reserve in the center of the map. And at the in the town, you can go to the bar to make deals. And one of the t one of the deals that had popped up was from one of the companies that basically said, "Hey, pay us seven thousand dollars right now, and at your next drilling site, we will guarantee that our company will never go below a dollar for buying back your oil, and the oil prices will fluctuate from ten cents." to like a dollar 30. Mm -hmm. I was like, so you're guaranteeing me at least 
percent of the maximum at any given time during the map. Like, yeah, <laughs> just ching. So I didn't. I didn't even bother buying an oil stockpile. I just bought the oil well and the horses and just kept sending them over. And yeah, I ended up making like thirty thousand from that one excursion. Nice. Mm. Um, and that's just what it is. Like you keep going through that. You go through different environments. So you start off in like this plains, like green grasslands. Then you go off to the desert. Uh, I think the last map is like a snowy region, which pretty much it's just a case of there are larger oil reserves here. So you want to have your upgrades to be able to get more oil at one time so you can sell it all off before the end of the time frame of your rental property. Right. But a lot of fun. I, as I said, it's super straightforward and it's literally just like, all right, I'm going to sit here and enjoy this for the next hour without realizing it because each round takes, you know, five to 10 minutes, but you're just like, oh yeah, that was, that was quick and easy. I'll go to the next one. I'll go to the next one. And then two hours go by and you're like, wait, what just happened? Those are the best kind of games. Yep. Uh, another game much like that. What was that? Except when you're spending an hour in the match. Oh, well, no, that's, that's a different, that's, entirely different like our time with hell on earth or whatever it was that hell let, yeah our hell time with loose. hell let i suppose that that was the other thing i'd been playing this week was hell let loose yeah but i right, spend an hour you... getting your balls kicked okay i'll let you bring that up if you want to well wasn't that last week we had played it like two weeks no ago? no we played that this weekend oh jesus yeah we were playing that this <laughs> weekend with uh some of our other streamer buddies yeah um next one on my list door kickers so there are two different door kicker games that i know of one is a top down and one is a 2d side so the one that i got was door kickers action squad which is the 2d side game it's ridiculous yeah because <laughs> door door kickers is just like a strategy game yeah it's top down like you guide your characters actually i before we started recording i was looking i was like i kind of want to buy this um because well, it reminds me of the old swat games yeah where you you're you plan out all the movements before and they'll act on it they will follow your instructions and act on it while everything else is going on um door kickers action squad you're actually in control of a singular unit. Um, it does have multiplayer and apparently has local multiplayer as well. Uh, but the idea behind it is generally you're assaulting a building or a compound type of thing. So it's a series of rooms. And I mean, the default you play as a assault guy who's using assault rifles or submachine guns. And you're just clearing room to room, saving hostages as you go. I, I really can't say too much on it. It's just that straightforward. It's not even I point honestly... and shoot because there's no, like, you don't designate where they shoot. They just shoot in a straight line forward unless you have so a really accurate So it's like an old Contra gun. game. Yeah. Um, you get stars for how well you do on each of the missions. And those stars unlock new guns and gear so you could start you start off with like a basic rifle and then you can upgrade it to 
ones that might shoot harder, have better accuracy, stuff like that. Uh, but you can also buy gear. So you could start with a flak jest, or you could have flashbangs, breaching charges, stuff like that to uh, kind of augment your gameplay. I haven't tested out too many of the gear items. I really should, because some of the later maps get really hard, especially when you have to kick open a door into a room full of seven people, and you have to reload. Um, but so they they actually added a zombie thing as well. I think it was a hmm. Halloween spoof, because uh, it's all the same missions, but as you're going through, random portals will open up, spitting out zombies. Huh. And you have to kill all the zombies that come out of the portal and then seal the portal back up. The thing is, if you kill people near the portal or the zombies kill people, they come back as zombies, which includes the hostages. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, it was, it's hard to get three stars on some of those. So I'm looking at this game, right? Okay. One, for a second I thought it was made by the same guys who did Bro Force. Kind of the same Cause... aesthetic. But yeah. a little more developed. Two, until Friday, it's on sale for three bucks. Definitely worth it. And four, or no, three. <laughs> I skipped three. Similar to games you've played on Steam. Duck Game, fair enough. Hearts of Iron 4. Steam, are you drunk? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more games Big like gra- this. Squad, Factorio, Overcooked Two. I'm sorry. What? Wait a minute. It recommended Squad to you as games like this? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Co-op. You're you're trying to assault compounds. You got to kill all the bad Squad's guys before they kill Milsim you. Sim game. <laughs> And this is SWAT sim. No, it isn't. That's SWAT 4. <laughs> I mean, it's also got Papers, Please posted up here. So it might not I be 100% guess? accurate. No, I'm just going to uh, go with my, my assumption that Steam is drunk. Yeah, probably. But no, th- this game is straightforward and enjoyable. And for three bucks, honestly, I, I would tell everyone to pick it up. If only Fair to play enough. solo. Like, play by yourself and enjoy the game. I mean, it sounds like Broforce. That's the only way I can play but, Broforce, um, because playing that game co-op is a nightmare. Yeah, aside from that, the last two are shooters. Like, proper shooters. I say proper, but they're very improper. Um, one being totally accurate Battlegrounds. And Goat of Duty. Neither Neither, of these are, are both typical. games where the developer made them and then just said, all right, I'm, fu- I'm fucking done. I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't know what was going in their head, going on in their head with some of this. Goat of Duty is basically Goat Sim with, with guns. guns. Pretty much, that's that's all I can say about it. And Totally Accurate and Battle Simulator is totally, totally Accurate, accurate battleground. battleground. 
is totally accurate battle Did simulator. Did you like PUBG? But... Did you like Apex? Do you wish that all the guns were 100% more batshit insane? Yes? Then play totally accurate Battlegrounds, because I'm sorry, if I can have a 50 cal Barrett with a split barrel to shoot two bullets, which increases the recoil to jet propulse me across the map, sign me up. Yeah, that that's the one thing you got to mention with this game. Did everyone else go silent? Am I by myself? Oh my god, I've been talking this whole time and I accidentally muted myself. You all muted. I actually just pulled it up. You were all muted. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I don't Um anyway, so yeah, I've been talking this whole time and my recording has still been going. Good job. But good job. No. What I was going to say was uh yeah, no, I was basically just going to say, don't forget the ragdoll physics with Totally Accurate Battle Simulator and yeah. Battlegrounds. And and nothing personifies that more than the double barrel 50 BMG. Yeah. That or the Gauss but, Rifle. I assume the Gauss Rifle just sends you to space. It's basically, it, it acts like a crossbow and then it detonates. Oh. And yes, the detonation sends you to space. The recoil is not that bad on your end. <laughs> well, that's something. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is 100% ridiculous. They've got character customization to stupid degrees. You can pretty much be anything from Juan Rick or Juan Wick is who I made. It's basically a man in a suit with a sombrero and a ridiculously sized mustache. Juan Rick. Juan Wick. I need, a, I need a comic about this man to exist <laughs> now. Um, and then you can also have Pickle Rick. Yeah, I don't care about that one. Yeah. I mean, it literally, I was just scrolling through and I was like, huh, that's a pickle. Huh, that's a deer head. Huh. Okay. And then, yeah, I saw the suit and I was like, all right, suit looks good. That's a really ridiculous sombrero and a glorious mustache. Juan Wick, you now exist. I got second place on my first round. So close. Um, Proud of it's, you. It's a battleground. It's a battle royale game. Just with... Just silly? Yeah. Silly and serious. Like, you, you can find regular guns. Like, oh yeah, you've got yourself an AK-47. And then they have a gun called the Glockinator, which is two Glocks attached together with a red dot in the center. And it just spews bullets. Like a madman. You know, that's, that sounds like something someone has tried to make at some point. I'm not going to lie. Probably. <laughs> Actually... It sounds similar to uh, the madman who just made the double barrel 1911. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, that that is the expansive games that I have been playing this week. Twy, do you have any any games? Not at all. All right. Light? Yeah, I got a couple. 
Well, hit it. Lay it on us. What is with you and lisping today? I don't know. I've been noticing that too. Well, the first time I did it was just because my mouth was dry. So now he's doing it to feel fabulous. This time I was just doing a weird voice. Move on. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I, uh, decided to pick up the Switch since, you know, I own it. I should probably play it sometimes. No, that would be silly. Um, and, uh, uh, one of the games I went back to is, uh, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, I, I was going over this game and, uh, I, I started a new one because I had actually 100%ed my last save file. Well done. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic. 100%ed this week. Uh, no. I have not 100%ed that other game. I'll get to that. Uh, but anyway, no. I, I had, I had 100%ed it a, a while back. Um, only to learn that it just unlocked hard mode. So you're not truly and, done with it. Yeah, and so I started a new game on it, and I was gonna play. You, you get two choices: you can go in funky mode, or you can go in uh, normal mode, like how it released on the Wii. And I was like, I'm gonna play in normal mode. I think. But I was looking through what the options are. And when you play in funky mode, yes, there's the option to play as Funky Kong, which essentially is an easy Like Did he, he just has... cut out for anybody else? He's cutting in and out a little bit. Okay. I just I need to make sure it wasn't out. just me. No, my, my yeah. connection's everywhere. Can you hear me now, though? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, because I'm in red. Um, one second. Hang on, let me make a note of the timestamp. Ah. Can you hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. I just switched to mobile. And it went green for the first time. Um, so anyway, I, I was comparing the options between normal mode and funky mode. And funky mode, yeah, you can play as Funky Kong, which is ostensibly an easy mode. Uh, he doesn't get hurt on most, like, spiky hazards. Uh, he he has his own little float thing, all, all, all kind of stuff. But you have to go out of your way to choose him. The rest of what it does all strikes me as quality of life improvements, and almost every option is optional. And so I just think that, like, it's stupid that that's called funky mode. Like, it's stupid that you have to pick that mode and feel lesser for it 
because none of the challenge of actually beating the levels is taken away. So it's all just quality of life. It's not actually. Like... Yeah. So what funky mode lets you do is you can uh, bring in more items to help you out in a level. If you want, you are hella robot. Uh, no. Nope. Well, and then it went red. I don't even know where I was. Talking about Funky and his modes. Uh, oh yeah. You so you can take more items into a level. Uh, all items are cheaper to use, and uh, I think that's it. Okay. And um, yeah, the. That's all, unless you again, unless you're playing as Funky Kong, um, that those are kind of the only things it does. It doesn't make the game itself easier in any way. Those are optional. Like you, you don't have to take any item in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's Donkey so like, Kong. Yeah, and and so I don't know. It's just odd to me that it exists, especially since if you truly go through the gamut and, and unlock every level and every bonus and, and do everything, your reward is hard mode. Like if you're somebody who cares about that and they still let you play hard mode, even if you're doing the funky mode, normal mode is just kind of bullshit. Yeah, a little bit. So, but the game itself still fucking phenomenal. Um, I'm on the last stage. I only found out now that it's the last stage, but I'm on the last stage of Sonic Mania. And I hate it. It's the worst. And the more I play of Sonic Mania, the more I think that I never really liked Sonic. The games. I think we all just suffered through Sonic. And yeah, then nostalgia different... fixed it they're a different style of platformer and it's beautiful to watch somebody who has learned a level well enough that they can speed run it. But I'm never going to learn that. And a lot of these levels just suck. I can honestly say I've never liked Sonic games. Like I hate the cheap enemy placement. Uh, whenever they do shit like that, I hate whenever it kills momentum. Uh, there's just a lot of things I don't like with it. And I realize, like, it's that first level. Like, when a Sonic game has a good Green Hill Zone, I always convince myself, this is fun. And then beyond that, I'm just suffering. I mean... And that's what Mania is like. I always thought that Sonic was just parkour simulator, but they forgot about it halfway through. And added a blue hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird because I've always liked Sonic more than Mario, but I realize I like the 2D Mario games more than the 2D Sonic game. And nobody likes the 3D Sonic games, so those just don't exist anymore. I've been learning that there's like a huge fandom for the 3D Sonic games, and like, I don't understand it. it 
what are you talking about? Those games suck so bad. Oh no, I'm I'm aware. You didn't like Sonic Unleashed? You know what? I am one person <laughs> who thinks the idea of like them slowing down Sonic into a werehog that then turns into like a brief beat em up, that's cool as shit. Hi, welcome to Sonic. Now you're playing God of War. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Sonic uh War. Uh Sonic on the Wait, Sonic Wars is a thing already. Wait, what? Isn't it? <laughs> I, don't I think know. you're thinking of Sonic Forces. Uh eh, maybe. But as far as, like, actual games, so the actual important thing I've been playing is uh, I mentioned last week that I picked up Hyper Light Drifter again. Mm-hmm. And I managed to, just the other night, finally get all 32 modules. Um, You only need 16 to unlock the final boss. But I got all 32 modules... I got 12 keys only to learn that there's actually 16. I now have uh, 14. And I can't find the other two. Um, But having all 12 unlocked a gauntlet. This is why I haven't 100%ed this game yet. It unlocked a gauntlet that uh, is just hell. That game is so tough. And I'm on easy mode. And the worst part was throughout the entire game... Uh, there's nothing to differentiate it from anything else. Um, until you get to the gauntlet, and as soon as you get down there, it goes. This achievement is locked in easy mode, and I don't Damn. know what. Yeah, I don't know what the achievement is. It was just for getting into the gauntlet. That's weird. Yeah, but uh, but that's been fun. So. For shits and giggles, I was like, uh, I, I went through the gauntlet a few times because if you beat it, you unlock a special set of gear that does absolutely nothing. Like it doesn't, every bit of gear gives you some sort of buff, right? And you get a cloak, a little thing that follows you, like a little robot, and a sword. And they don't stack, so you can mix and match them to get the different buffs. One decreases the time of, uh, like, sword strikes. One decreases uh, the amount of time before you heal. One decreases the amount of time before you gain stamina. You can tell which three I use. um, Because I don't know what the other ones do. But beating the gauntlet, the only thing it unlocks is that when you wear one of those pieces of gear, it just makes your attacks more brutal. So you don't have to do like uh, heavy attacks to cut people in half or decapitate them. It unlocks the gore mode. Essentially, it's like you just do a regular strike and you'll lob off a head. And as soon as I learned that, I was like, I need that sword. <laughs> and uh, so. But anyway, so I got my ass kicked in the gauntlet and um, you get down there and there's like four modes and each mode has like eight rounds. And so I went to the first one and uh, by the time I finally clawed my way to a sixth round before dying, I was like, okay, I, I need to take a break from this. I am just dying over and over again. 
for shits and giggles. Let me try that final boss. And it took me five tries, and I fucking beat him. Nice. Well done. Oh, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful that I accidentally saved the video too soon. I saved it when I thought I beat him, and I learned that it gave me an extra strike on him for a real cool flourishy finish. And so I had to save two uh... videos. Then I had to learn how to, because of the new Switch update, you can actually send your stuff to your phone. Right. And so I had to send them both to my phone so that I can stitch it together. Well, once you have that video, you should definitely post it to the Discord. Yeah, I'm going to be sharing it after recording tonight. Cool. Uh, subject of games, you got anything else, or are we good to go to break? Um, I picked up Firewatch. And how are you finding the walking simulator? Well, so I mentioned last week I don't watch Let's Plays. I don't watch right. playthroughs or anything like that. Uh, and I did that for Spider-Man. But uh, Firewatch was the first game I ever did that for. And the video cut out at the end. And for like two years now, I've wanted nothing more than to play Firewatch. And so, yeah, man, I fucking love it. I played through that first day. And then I shut the game off, and I've been itching to play more, but it feels wrong because I feel like I, I need uh, Lisa there. I kept, I was playing, like, just testing it out, and I kept wanting to be like, what, what choice should I make? But it was five in the morning, and I was the only one awake. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Well, hopefully you can get her there so she can play with you so you can bounce your choices off of somebody. Oh, yeah. But I really love that game. Oh, good. I'm glad you are enjoying it. Uh, and I guess with that, we're going to go to a quick break, run some promos, and we'll be right back with, uh, well, Light's Challenge from last week. Until so then. Don't go in so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And, and we're, we're the, the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all. But mainly in you, you spooky bitch. How dare I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yeah! Hey everyone, it's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over, you gotta go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, the Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun, it's not always politically correct, and it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Hey, we're back. Hope you guys enjoyed those promos. Go check out those awesome friends of the show. Uh, or whatever product we happen to be sponsored by. Spoiler alert, there isn't one. <laughs> Hit us up, MeUndies, and or Manscaped. I'd take me undies over Manscaped. I mean, so would I.
But My I wouldn't say no to Manscaped. 3.0 and got nicked. Really? Oof. Mm. Ow. Mm. I mean, I would still consider that there's probably got to be some degree of precaution for trimming that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want details or anything. I just thought yeah. it was funny. He talked about it for like two weeks because of all the ads, and then he used it and nicked himself. And, uh, you know, every time like, you go robot now, I'm just going to say you're getting sucked into the Matrix. Well, a new one comes out this year. Yep. I was going to say that his augments are rejecting. Oh, that see, that would fit with the fact that Cyberpunk releases tomorrow. Yeah. Uh... Anyway, Light, you issued a challenge to us last week. You want to remind the listeners what the challenge was? Yeah. All month, which due to uh, the way we record means at least one of these will be in January. We're doing the Gaming Casual Christmas wish list, which should just be Gaming Casual. Okay, I'm going to need you to say all of that again. Yep. Give me one second. I am moving myself around. We're doing the Gaming Casual wish list. And this week, our list is... Mediocre games that deserve another chance. Your connection is much better now. Yes. Yeah, I'm green. Well, since this is your challenge, would you like to go first? I can go first. Um, Good, because you're going first. So the parameters are... It's got to be a game that is a good six to an, uh, a bad eight if we were scaling it out of 10 or using, you know, Metacritic or something. Um, most of these I just went with my gut. Uh, and we can have no more than four. I brought three, but I have some honorable mentions. Later. And I'm going to start with my number three, and that would be Wet. Wet. Uh, that's. I mean, that's a good addition to it because Wet was a solid like seven out of ten game. Oh man, I I'd, I'd go even lower, six point five. I I'm just saying. I remember what the. I believe it got like a seven as the as its actual score. Oh okay. Wet was a game that was trying to emulate Grindhouse films. It's an over-the-top action game that is fundamentally broken, full of bugs. Uh, stars Eliza Dushku, has a ridiculous story, very over-the-top, and I I loved it. Uh, I love the demo for it. I, I got to play through it uh, during one of my seven-day stints of buying a game at GameStop and returning it for full price within a week. And it was worth every penny. But, uh... Yeah, well, because it did... 
it did for uh, the Grindhouse movie what Mad Max did for like Cop Noir. You know, because Mad Max tried to. Right. Max Payne. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I was going to say Mad Max is definitely far from Noir. No, no I meant Max Payne. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it, it's it got this weird grindhouse filter mode that's bullshit and annoying. Otherwise, just the gameplay, you had a sword and a gun. And it was just fun, like uh, bullet time, sliding, and it just needed more polish. It deserved a sequel, and it never got one, and I'd like to see them uh, remake it. I'd agree with that. What do you got? Uh, so my I only brought two, so my number two choice is actually... Uh, one of the first, like, tactical shooters I played that wasn't okay. Ghost Recon. Uh, it's called Kill Switch. Huh. Um, basically, Kill Switch was a third-person shooter. Kill Switch is what Gears of War exists. Yeah. So it, it's kind of similar in its premise to, like, a Ghost Recon-style game, but more action-y, less, you know, milsim. It is the first game to introduce blind firing. Yes. And it was a really good game, but I mean, it's it was pretty... Like, a lot of people remember it, but I don't think a lot of people really remember it well. I think yeah. it's just one of those ones that in the current day and age would do well with a remake, just to be like, hey, this was a good game, and it's kind of a historical icon. So, a fun fact about kill switch for you uh it got a release on the gba yes it did and i have played that and it is just one of those oddities that is utterly fascinating it, it, it it's not fun to play but it is amazing how well they transferred it to the gba it is fully 3D, third-person, cover-based shooting with blind fire. That reminds me of when they tr they tried to put COD on the DS for a while. I actually have a couple of those as well. Yeah. Does that even function? Um. Yeah. Kind of? Huh. Some of them... Uh, as they got on, like, whenever you get to uh, Modern Warfare, which there are quite a few games before you get to Modern Warfare. <laughs> uh, but by the time you get to Modern Warfare, they figured out a control scheme. It is mm -hmm. no Metroid Prime Federation or whatever the DS... Uh, Hunters. Hunters, yeah. The good the Metroid game. Good, well, the good DS first-person shooter. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but it took quite a few, and it wasn't long after when they said, yeah, let's just stop doing this. <laughs> Which is fair, because I don't think they were selling very well. No. no by, the time you hit, by the time you hit Modern Warfare 2, they were calling it Mobile Edition, and it was identical to the iOS ports. 
Okay, yeah, I do remember that. And now they just have straight Call of Duty Mobile, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so my my number two choice is uh, Kill Switch. Nice, nice. Uh, coming in at my number two, Mark Echoes getting up contents under pressure. The spray painting game? Yeah. All right. I never played it. I mean, it was in every store. Like, I yeah, always saw it. Yeah, the marketing campaign was ridiculous for that. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing it. It's just never one of those ones that uh, I picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, real quick, uh, why well, I just wrote in chat, and I want to say that's actually on my honorable mentions. Um, yeah, Mark Echoes getting up contents under pressure, way too long of a title. Uh, Mark Echo is not a game designer. Um, no. And, uh, he's not much of a gamer. And they, they did, con they did, like, use him a lot. But the game itself is fun. It, it imagines this, uh, this dystopian world. Uh, there's stealth elements to it. You're dealing with both rival taggers and uh, a dystopian police force that's trying to do away with all self-expression. And uh, just all in all, it's a great... It, yeah, but um, in the same vein, kind of, of what Watch Dogs thinks it's doing. Um, but yeah, it's just a really solid premise. Um, I'm pausing a lot because my connection just died. I mean, I could bring up uh, my choices. I don't know if people would ever equate these to being within the six to eight range, but top game that I wouldn't mind seeing like a complete, I wouldn't say a complete rework because at its core, it was well done. Brink. Uh, Weird the, choice, the but okay. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. A lot of people. Do you, like, do you mean? Do you mean the revamp that they did, the first-person well, shooter version? Yes. Okay. Because wait, there was another version of Brink. I think there was there was an old yeah. one. Yeah, there was an old Brink that the FPS was supposed to be a remake of. Well, not a remake, but a relaunch, a re-envisioning. Yeah. Because um, that's the thing. Like, the FPS one, it had hype. It had a core idea. The problem that they had, though, was the problem that you had in Titanfall. Where the campaign was the multiplayer. And there was no split. And if you did play offline, you would play against bots who, like, the difficulty rating, they were either dumb as bricks or the greatest shot ever imaginable. Like, there there was no in-between, so all of their scaling was just god-awful. Um, but, like, I because I played through it when it first came out, and I had, like, I had a squad, and we, we played through it, and we had a lot of fun. But the problem is, if you don't have a 
constant heavy player base then the game dies yeah and and that's what happened with this because people didn't want to play like if you were doing pvp then you would do pvp but this game pushed a lot of pve like story stuff and people are like i don't want to play the story missions like if i wanted to do like move the objective i'll go play tf2 or i'll go, go play overwatch type of idea so with yeah Brink, and and that was the thing like if brink had pushed itself as that at the start i think it could have done better but if if we got a a remake of it or a relaunch with like the the proper tweaks you know if you yeah. want to have a campaign against AIs, you know they they revamp it to properly implement that, and then you or have just rip your out hardcore the story elements in general and just make it a multiplayer game. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think that the story was I actually that, pretty decent. Yeah, I think yeah, that the I, concept with Brink, I think that it suffered the same way Mag did, in that it came out too soon. Yeah, that that's also another thing because I mean, look at it, we. Uh, specifically talking about Mag, because that's a game I haven't thought of in a long time. You know, Mag yeah. was pretty much eight-man squads. Or, no. Four-man squads on a eight-man team, on two eight-man teams, on a map that also contained, like, four other platoons in your company. Yeah. So it was 250 players. And that was just too much for that, Generation. for the PS3 to handle. Yeah. And now we play games, it's just like, 50v50? No problem. Planet Side 2 exists. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, with Brink, like, one of the, the big kickers about it was the heavy level of cosmetics. Which wasn't really as big of a thing back in the day. Like, you, you had, like, one or two extra things, maybe a unique helmet or whatever... But Brink, it was like, here are thousands of customizations. You want your dude to have a broken nose? You got it. You want your dude to have a mohawk or green hair or dreadlocks or an afro or no hair at all or whatever. It was like, all that's in there. Like, there was such a heavy degree of customization for this game. Not really common back in the day and wasn't really like people didn't focus on that. Now we have people that will spend hundreds of dollars on a battle pass to get a gun with a slight pink hue to it. Yep. So, yeah, the Brink, Brink probably did suffer from releasing at the time that it did. And I think if it, if it had probably released within, like, the last three years, probably would have taken off a lot better. Yep. Um, so, Brink is my first one, and then my other one is an older game and that is the dot hack series the entirety of the series just from the original oh. dot hack to the uh why am i blanking on the second uh series of dot hack games my brain i i we actually talked G-U. about this uh probably about three months ago we talked about dot hack because you were playing one of them yeah i was playing because uh I think I was playing dot hack uh, GU because they put out the last recode. Yeah. Which because fin- the consoles got all four games, but PC never did. And then they launched last recode, which was literally dot hack GU one through four. Like you got the whole thing, like the whole 
series. Um, but if they relaunched that, I would be down. Like if, if they if they did a revamp for dot, the dot hack series in general, I'd be a hundred percent down for that style of RPG. Make the combat flow smoother because back in the day it was very very clunky. Um, but if you if they brought it back and made that combat a lot like super smooth, and they could do so much more with like the MMO style maps and the random generation of maps, because to go to different zones it was a combination of three words, and each of those words had like fifty different options. So that's fifty times fifty times fifty for your combinations of available maps with scaling difficulties. Hmm. So if if they like if they remade this and kept those like core ideas behind it and just smoothed out the way that combat felt and the way the game looks graphically, oh my god, you'd get you definitely get the Jap the Japanese market because Dot Hack was originally a Japanese game, and I think there there were a lot of diehard fans in the states, so you would get a lot of market on that as well. Oh yeah, right that that would be a very good one to to get. Um, but I know you have uh, two more, I believe. Mm -mm. I have one more and. A bunch of honorable mentions. Okay. So before we get back to your one, yep. uh, I'm going to throw in my final one plus an honorable mention that doesn't fit the criteria, which is why it's an honorable mention. That's mostly why mine are. Um, so my honorable mention for games that I would like to see either get a sequel or a reboot, Crimson Skies. Yeah. I think I think that you might actually get that. God, I hope so. If if we're watching the video game awards on Thursday and suddenly Microsoft comes out with Hey guy, like they like the airplane flies out and it's like the weird looking Crimson Skies airplane and it's just like Crimson Skies, whatever title. You will all get a message from me that is just high pitched screaming. Hmm. Oh my god, a new it. flight combat game. <laughs> well no, it's because Crimson Skies was really arcadey. True. And it was just fun and stupid to play. Yeah, the um, the reason I think that we might see a new entry is because Crimson Skies was one of the first games uh, that they made work for backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility. Um, Phil Spencer's actually a big fan of the series. Yeah. Um, like he has named it multiple times, and yeah. it's and he whenever they were talks working in 2017 to to bring it. Yeah, whenever uh, whenever the Series X was getting its backwards compatibility features, Crimson Skies was one of the first games to get that auto HDR and upresing. So like. It's important enough that they keep focusing on it. I think we might get a new Crimson Skies game. Eventually. I mm -hmm. hope. Yeah, um, but I that actually... Go ahead. I, I definitely think it's one that we'll see one day. 
Yeah, but that actually leads in to my top pick. Oh boy, for game. A a vehicular combat game called Blood Wake. Okay. Blood Wake. Think Twisted Metal with boats. I was about I, to say, I think I remember I'm that. I'm like, is it going to be submarines or? No, that would be if I had said, uh, oh, God, what the hell? That was Crimson Depth. Critical hmm. Depth. Sorry. Critical Depth was the name of the submarine combat one. Leave it to you to know about a submarine twisted metal. What do you mean know <laughs> about it? I owned it. I played oh, it. Sure. Shocker. Played the shit out of it. Um, But yeah, no. I mean, Blood Wake was just essentially twisted metal on the water. And it was a really fun game that has never been brought to backwards compatibility. And I would love to see it get remade because mm-hmm. i think especially now in the realm of like cosmetics and stuff like that and battle passes vehicular combat games in general would do great yeah as long as they don't tie specific like boats or cars to the unlocks i think they would do fantastic what was the clown from twisted metal sweet tooth yeah, get Sweet Tooth in uh, Crimson Sky. Do yeah. Flies a giant like flaming helicopter with a clown face and her giant red nose. There was a oh. learning controls, but the, the last release of Twisted Metal was solid as fuck, just nobody played. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to make another one, and they never did. I love the new remake. They fucking brought back David Jaffe. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I mean, there's always that too little, too late moment. While I while I have a moment of green, before I get into my honorable mentions and build up for my final game, uh, it's, it's actually related to. I just I gotta say on on the subject of contents under pressure, one of the things that I love about it, and one of the things that I want more of, uh, is that it was bringing hip-hop culture. Like, not... There there was a thing during the early 2000s where everything was rap and people had grills and baggy pants and and long t-shirts, and it was just like this veneer, right? Mm -hmm. But something that actually understood the the culture of hip-hop, I'd like to see more of that. And with that, I'm going to get into a game that understood the culture of its music genre. Uh, my honorable mention. Def Jam? No, Def Jam is, is definitely an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> but but Brutal Legend understood Ooh, uh, yes. heavy metal. And the problem was when EA... Or Activision, whoever picked it up after THQ fell, they put a hard stance against marketing showing any of the RTS elements of the game. Yeah. And that kind of made that part very jarring when you got to it in game. 
because the, what 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 we were being sold was an open world God of War clone set in an Iron Maiden album cover, starring Jack Black. And what it turned out was, yeah, all that, but an RTS. Yeah, I mean, even the even the damn demo, I even the damn demo didn't show it off right. That's because there was a strict gag order from the publisher. Yeah, I know. I would like to see though that open world God of War clone. Like, I would like to see the game that they marketed. Um, but Brutal Legend still, even with that, it was way too good to be on the list. So that's yeah. why it's a mention. Um, I'm going to try to run through these without discussing each one in depth. I just, Brutal Legend, I thought, was one that deserved it. Um, no, I agree with you. You brought up vehicle combat. 187 Ride or Die. This was one of those bullshit uh, hip-hop aping games. It was uh, Twisted Metal made by uh, a bunch of white people in France who listened to Dr. Dre's The Chronic album once. Good. And thought that they knew right. everything about urban culture. <laughs> oh boy. Um. After that, another another game set in the same vein. I also want to throw in Fifty Cent's Bulletproof just because I love it. But I want the premise of Fifty Cent plus Max Payne. Um. But Twenty Five to Life. You guys familiar with that one? Isn't that another 50 cent I game? I kind of recall it. Yeah. 25 to life. You're uh, How about now? Still robotting. Damn. How about now? Worse. It's worse. What? But it, it says it's good now. I think it's lying to you. <laughs> Clearly. How, how about now? It's you got better at the end there. Yeah. Okay. Am I good now? Good enough. All right. 25 to life was such a bullshit game for me to have to spend all this time on. 25 to life. Oh, my God. There it goes. It was a game where you played a cop and a crook across a story that was supposed to show you both sides. So, true and crime. No. Like, like two separate stories. Oh. They're different people. Fair enough. Uh, on the, I just want to throw in my own honor, honorable mention here. Uh, Vigilante 8, Second Offense. Okay. Another Twisted Metal ripoff. But that one, one that I have very fond memories of as a child. So, And now I kind of hate you because my next one. And I just want to say on 25 to Life, it was a janky game. And the gameplay and the story, the disconnect between them, just ridiculous. Didn't work. Um, 
but my next one was the true crime series. Oh, I, mean, I kind of got the revival each, of that with sleeping dogs. See, but I think each one of those deserves a sequel or another chance. I agree. They never were. Refined... Oh, what? I just said, I agree. Hmm. Yeah, they never find L.A., New York was way too buggy, and Sleeping Dogs needs a sequel. That game was great. Yeah. Um, After that, Prototype. Absolutely. I'd love to see either a remaster of the OG Prototype or a Prototype 3. Yes. Uh, Even if they just start all over. Um, After that, we're... We got a couple of weird ones for my final few. The Conduit. Oh, I know that one. Yep. First-person shooter series. There were two games. First-person shooter series for the Wii. It was all about graphics. Yep. I remember that one. Uh, Haze. I also remember Haze, and I don't know if I agree with you on that one, but fair enough. Wasn't that the drug fuel game? It was basically PlayStation trying to be like, hey guys, we can make Halo 2. Well, it was Ubisoft, though. I know. I'm just just saying. It was a PlayStation exclusive, though. I like the concept of you could juice yourself up and be super strong, and it but if you do too much, you'll eventually start to see your own dudes enemies because it's fucking with your head like it's a drug. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, on the 360 side, Condemned. I know a lot of people who agree with you on that, who want another Condemned game. Or just want Condemned 2 to be released on something else. Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't Condemned 2 a little weird, even they for were... Condemned? Yeah, a little bit, because that one got into the weird, like, supernaturally part of it. Yeah. They were creepy, though. Creepy and fun. Um, And then my last honorable mention, a game that's way too good to be on the list, but definitely deserves another chance of Saboteur. Well, yeah. We've talked about that in depth on the show. Yeah, I just want to bring it up. Which is fair. All right. So my number one game that deserves another chance, a a very jank game that is dear to my heart, Alpha Protocol. Have we talked about this one too? (laughs) We've we've gone very in-depth on Alpha. We do not have to dive deep into it, but I just felt like, when it comes to games that were mediocre at best, that deserve it, I cannot think of a more deserving game than I, Alpha Pro. I'll agree with you. Obsidian you makes know. great RPGs. Gear and Deus Ex. Yeah. I would say Deus Ex deserves some love again, but we're getting Cyberpunk, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like the true spiritual successor. Yeah. Um, the screen waiting for the game to unlock. 
that being said, uh, oh, and because I brought up Alpha Protocol, this is just my mandatory reminder to everybody. I swear to God, if you say it, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna bring up the game you think I'm gonna bring up. But uh. no, my mandatory reminder to anybody listening: search for the Crouch Walk in Alpha Protocol. I mean, that's like asking to look for the stair walk in Ma uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. No, I know the crouch walk he's talking about. There is just a gif that exists of that. I don't doubt that Mass really? Effect has plenty of gifs for how bad its animation was when it first that's launched. That's fair. But yeah, so those are our mediocre games that deserve another chance. Also, I keep looking at this gift that Control posted from uh, Road to El Dorado. I've never watched that film, but God, that is some good animation. DreamWorks is so underrated. You've never seen Road to El Dorado? Hey, this is something to discuss <laughs> off of pod, <laughs> but I'm mad at you now. Um, Very well. <laughs> I mean, it's no Titan AE. Also a good film. Yeah. Thank you. I don't remember much of Titan AE. I just remember when I originally saw it, I didn't like it, but I think it's just because it made me sad. No one, oh. no one knows much about it. It's, it's almost forgotten. Oh, it's totally forgotten. No, it's not totally forgotten. It's still, it's still around. That was Fox. It still, still has its fans. Clearly, two of them are in this show. <laughs> I remember I owned oh. some DreamWorks movie and the trailer for Road Del Dorado is on it and all I can remember is your horse bit me in the butt and like that's the only thing I know of that entire film but that's what okay anyway we'll talk Road Del Dorado after <laughs> um god damn it I forgot what I was going to say now thank you for that Words. Uh, we were going to say words. Anyway, light challenge next week. Go. Ah, next week's uh, wish list is going to be uh, with the release of John Wick Hex. Uh, what if they still made licensed games? What series would you like to see? Ooh. As somebody who's played John Wick Hex, not that again. <laughs> And I'm going to try to limit myself this time. I'll have to think this one through. Oh, Spore. I forgot about it because Twy had mentioned it. And she refuses to talk about it herself, so we have to do it for her. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing another Spore, or at least update it. Yeah. Make it actually more stable. Now that people understand it. I think most people just wanted to get to the space age and they didn't realize that like there's more game to it than that. No, I just want to go to space. I I really like Spore when it came out. I I enjoyed just creating horrifying monster creatures. I was convinced that it was going to release on the Wii. I think there was a wasn't there a version on the Wii? No, there's a Spore creatures on the DS. Uh 
Oh, speaking of DS and just uh, games, one more honorable mention from me before we wrap up here. Advance Wars. Yeah, okay. The the DS, like, take-turn strategy war game? Yeah, bring that back. Started on the I GBA, that right? I know it did, but the last the last two were on the DS. It was uh, Days of Ruin and Dark Sun. No, Dark Sun was the G- second GBA game. No way. It's been a while. Anyway, yeah, bring back Advance Wars. And that's it. So, thank you all for listening to our ramblings this week. Apologies for the technical issues uh, that we have experienced. Yeah, I guarantee you, we, we are just as irritated by them as you are. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm poor. Yeah, that's not what I was saying. I was just saying you were irritated by it. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will see you all next week. Hasta la bye-bye.